Well, good morning. <laughs> I feel like we need an intermission, a little uh, time to go get a piece of cake and some coffee or juice or something after Miss Jenna. It's just incredible. Oh, boy. I need to kind of catch my breath after listening and watching our wonderful friend, Jenna. I think I might need a little help with this, maybe. It's kind of a little far away. Technical adjustments. Okay. All right. Um, here in the United States, it's... Um, at 11 o'clock where we live in the morning. In other places um, where I know people are listening and watching, it's the end of the day. It's early evening, so hello, whatever time of the day it is to you. Um, but Mother's Day is the time that it is today that we're celebrating here in the United States, a time to honor all mothers, uh, present, past, and future. Um, and we've talked a lot about that so far this morning. Um, I've got two more things, um, two exhibits, Exhibit A and Exhibit B. First, Exhibit A is a picture that I um, guided one of my grandsons through over a computer screen as he made it for his mom. It's his hand as a cactus in a pot. The cactus is blooming. It says, my heart blooms for you. Of course, he used his imagination, and uh, it came out a little bit different than this. But I know that his mom has already received it, so it's okay to show it. It's not a spoiler. Um, and it was really fun to guide him through that over the computer screen. And then um, the next day, uh, another grandchild, granddaughter, did the same thing. Um, I don't have that to show you. But the next thing I have is really amazing. And this is something that my oldest daughter made for me. And it's a nature collage. Is made out of dirt, sticks, leaves, flower petals, um, all things that have fallen to the ground. And we'll talk some more about this later, but it's pretty amazing. Did I say it's a portrait of me that she made <laughs> out of all those things? And she's been doing this um, all through these weeks, turning... Um, nature objects into beautiful um, pictures. And as I said, we'll talk about it a little bit later. Um, if you wanna see more of those, you can go to Young Authors Greenhouse um, on Instagram and see them. So Mother's Day, um, there's fun and there's excitement and there's wonder and there's beauty in this day. And some of us are gonna spend really special days with our mothers, grandmothers, grandchildren, um, other women that have been special in our lives, and it's going to be a joyous day for us. But there's others of us that are not going to have that kind of day. Put my glasses on. Um, we will carry a deep ache within us for oh so many reasons until uh, this day is over. Um, for others, and I think probably for most of us, we are going to experience a combination of both good and bad. We're going to have mixed feelings, um, kind of like um, clothes that tumble around in the dryer. Those feelings are just tumbling around inside of us, so many different ones. We can have joy, contentment, gratitude, and at the same time sadness, disappointment, pain, just to name a few. And this is actually what I want to talk about and explore a little bit today with you. 
living with such contrasting feelings. Um, and in these days, over the past weeks, we're having to live with those pretty much continually, 24-7. It's been eight, eight weeks now. Um, it's pretty constant, daily, unending, at times unrelenting. What are some examples of what I'm talking about? Um, two or more thoughts, feelings, experiences that are so different, um, happening all at the same time within us. There's many I could talk about, but I'm just going to stick with some that are personal for me, and I know they're shared by many. Um, I live in a really beautiful neighborhood of many trees. It's um, on the top of a hill, on the edge of a canyon. Uh, we live in, on the edge of the Texas Hill Country, for those of you that don't know exactly um, where we are. So it's just a really pretty area. Um, there's wildlife. You can hear birds singing. I can pass a neighbor at a safe distance, and we can wave and say hello. Uh, it's really life-giving. I just take some ah, big um, breaths on those walks. But as I take those walks, I'm really conflicted because I think about those who live in other spaces where there's turmoil and even worse that surrounds them. I think of those struggling um, with their life in hospitals. I think of their loved ones unable to be with them. I think of all the people in the medical community in healthcare, and I find myself in tears. On one hand, I am in awe, and on the other, I am deeply saddened. And I'm overwhelmed by both at the same time. And that's really hard. I returned from that walk to a lovely, secure, and comfortable home shared with a loving, kind spouse, and I'm so grateful. But others are alone. They're in an abusive relationship. They're feeling afraid and lonely with no support and little comfort. I am unable to fully enjoy what I have been given as I think about them. How do I balance those two together? At this time, today, the income of my family is not threatened too much, and I'm deeply grateful. Yet, in seven weeks' time, 33 and a half million people. 33 and a half million. I can't even comprehend. People in the United States have filed for unemployment. I know too many personally that have become a part of that statistic, and my heart breaks for them. What do I do? How do I help? How do I live with those conflicting feelings? I go to the grocery store, and I fill the back of my car with bags of groceries to last for two weeks. Every time I try to remember to be thankful, I don't take that for granted. But while I'm putting those bags in the back of my car with Thanksgiving, I'm thinking of my friends in other parts of the world who struggle to have enough food to eat for the day. One of those dear friends was sharing food two weeks ago with another family that I know who hadn't eaten in four days. What do I do with the extreme difference between our two realities? Um, I read recently, just this morning, too, that um, just in our own um, county locally, there's been a 35% increase in families that have been served by our food bank. What do I do with my full um, trunk of groceries and this reality as well? We celebrate birthdays, anniversaries, graduations, 
the birth of babies, marriages. We remember those who have passed. All these major life events. Yet, it's bittersweet, isn't it? It's not the same. I have a friend whose son is graduating from high school as valedictorian. What an honor. What a combination of conflicting feelings this year. One of our own um, within our church family, uh, Justin, is graduating from high school this month. Happy graduation to Justin. What combination of feelings for all of us, for Justin, for his family, and for so many, many others like him. What do we do with these? I could go on, um, but I do encourage you to talk about this very real challenge that we're all experiencing right now of feeling so many different things all at the same time. And as I've talked to people, um, they are experiencing the same thing too. Uh, one of my coworkers posted a very good picture of this. I'll try to show it to you. My trusty assistant um, can bring it up. Um, and it's called and says, it's perfectly normal to feel both. I would add to feel many. Um, I've also put these up on our um, Riverside Vineyard um, Facebook page as visuals, all the things that I'm showing, just to make sure that you see them. So it's, uh, by the way, it's perfectly normal to feel both. Uh-oh. Oops. Okay. And can't see it all. Um, grateful for your health, family time, slowing down is on one side, so all the things that you could be grateful for that this time has brought about, and feeling stressed, exhausted, trapped, worried. We could add a whole different list of feelings on each side, and we are feeling them both at the same time. Not one one day and another the other, but all at the same time. Thank you. So in case you think that something might be wrong with you, what is going on? Um, you can be assured that you're normal. We're all experiencing this. And in our lives, a lot of us, most of us, have gone through traumatic experiences. Times of great difficulty, sorrow, loss, grief, disillusionment in many forms, and lasting for all different lengths of time. But eventually, we make it through to the other end of those. We're changed forever. But nonetheless, the particular situation or circumstance we were in comes to an end. But this, this is a time like no other for many of us. How do we live through this and do it well? About three weeks ago, that was the question I began to ask. Lord, how do we do this? How do I live through this? How do I do it well? I actually wrote a blog post entitled Stumbling Upon a Possible Way to Endure on the 20th of April. And on that day, I had taken a walk on a trail behind my house. It's a kind of a semi-sort of trail that's only um, for those in our neighborhood and it's on the edge of a canyon it's really beautiful there and as I was walking uh, down that path I just stopped in my tracks uh, literally uh, by a huge bunch of cactus it was almost blocking my way and what my, caught my attention on that cactus was beautiful blossoms that were growing all over it red and yellow and orange blossoms against those prickly spines. Beauty was blooming from cactus that I warned my grandchildren to stay away from when we're walking on that trail. That can be dangerous, painful, don't get too close. Yet on that day, 
of my walk and continuing now as I continue to see them. They are also covered with beautiful flowers. Beauty and pain is intertwined. Possible pain if you get too close. There's not any way to separate them. It's impossible. You must take them together or not at all. Both and. Remember the picture that I did with my grandson for his mom for Mother's Day? The cactus with the flowers blooming. So the answer to my question that I was asking um, just appeared with the flowers blooming on the cactus. How are we to go through this time and do it well? By accepting the good and the bad together. In their many forms, continually, daily, intertwined together. The good and the bad. The beautiful, the ugly, the painful. Whatever descriptive words we might want to use, they reside together. Literally, as I was preparing this message, I was writing the sentence, you must take them together or not at all, referring to the beauty and the pain, the good and the bad. A text came across my phone from a friend letting me know her granddaughter was about to be born. Her text read, it's go time. Eva is on her way. An hour later, perhaps you can guess, a picture came across my phone of her newborn granddaughter. Another even more perfect example, right? The agonizing, seemingly unbearable and unending pain accompanied by ecstatic joy in childbirth. Both and. Well, does the Bible have anything to tell us about all of this? That's where I go to find the true, lasting answers that I know nothing can refute. What is there? Well, actually, quite a lot. The whole story of the Bible is really the story of both and, isn't it? There are so many examples, and they're too numerous to count or to go over. Um, I don't think we've stopped to think too much about this truth. I know I could speak for myself. But now we're living it. It's come very close. And I feel personally that I'm being forced to think of that. And as I visit with others, they're struggling with the same thing. So for a few examples from Scripture, I'm just going to go with what first comes to mind. So ready? Mary and Joseph. They gave birth to the Son of God. How magnificent would that have been? How terrifying. They were so young. Teenagers. When they first got the news, they weren't married. And who's going to believe such a thing? giving birth where they did, then having to flee when news came that the king was coming after them to kill their baby. And that was just the beginning. Both and. Another time, Jesus was sending his first disciples out to proclaim and demonstrate the kingdom of God. And he told them, and now us, as his disciples today, to show themselves to be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves meaning having sharp powers of judgment while also being pure and inoffensive, both and. The Beatitudes in Matthew 5, being put down, lied about, insulted, falsely accused for living out true kingdom of heaven ways and values, and counting yourselves blessed, giving a cheer when this happens, knowing all heaven is applauding 
and we are in good company? What? Both and. Paul, Jenna talked about him um, in her lesson for the kids. It was so fabulous. He wrote most of the letters that make up the New Testament. And where was he when he wrote them? He was in prison. And guess what verse I chose? The same one that Jenna did from Philippians. Philippians is known as his happiest letter. And where was he? He was in prison. Uh, I just recently have really stopped on that thought of where Paul was when he was writing and encouraging us in so many ways with happiness and with joy. So I guess we really need to hear this because I've got the same verse again. It might sound a little, little different, um, but it's from the same uh, version in the message. Um, the, Paul declared, while in prison, actually, I don't have a sense of needing anything. Personally, I've learned to be quite content, whatever my circumstances. Both and. Lastly, and most vivid to me, is Jesus on the cross. It was a brutal death, so horrifying, that we couldn't bear to watch if we had been there. Accomplishing such unimaginable life that never ends. Relationship with the God of the universe. Inseparable communion with him. Horror and majesty. Death and life. Both and. There's no other way. It has to be. Back to that nature collage. My daughter has been making those over the last weeks, as I said. Creating, as she says, beauty out of things that have fallen to the ground, run over by cars, something out of nothing. They are beautiful, and she writes words to accompany them as well. At times, agonizingly beautiful, both and. Since this theme about beauty and pain, horror and majesty, good and bad, unpleasant and welcoming, Existing all at the same time has been my companion now for three weeks, and of course, I keep seeing it appear everywhere. There's a writer that I really love, Anne Voskamp, and she recently wrote about this idea through the lens of a Vietnam prisoner of war who endured seven years of torture. Now, that's a really intense experience, but there's still something here for us to learn as we walk through these days. Here's how she described his ability to survive. He accepted brutal hardship on one hand while gripping brave hope in the other. Hardship and hope, both and. What really started me down this path, now that I think about it, was not really when I encountered that blooming cactus. That became a visual representation of this truth. It really started with a comment made by one of my coworkers and friends. She's been planning her wedding for over a year. It was to have taken place on May 2nd. The wedding had to be canceled, but the marriage ceremony still took place. Only the two of them, an officiant, and their two dogs. In a beautiful hill country setting, a lovely wedding dress, a pretty bouquet of flowers, and a cake. They're now man and wife, and a bigger celebration will follow someday. The day I received the official notice of her wedding cancellation in my mailbox, even though I already knew about it, I cried, and I reached out to her. Her reply to me, it's been challenging and stressful, but also 
a blessing in disguise. And here are the words that have carried me through these past weeks more than any other to describe this time. She said, we are both grieving and grateful. Grieving and grateful. How can that be? The two together at the same time, both and. One more um, big way that this has come to me as well has been through a book that I just finished reading. It's also another intense story. It's called Out of the Silence After the Crash. It's by Eduardo Straw. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce that name. He's from Uruguay, um, S-T-R-A-U-C-H. He's one of the survivors of a plane crash in the Andes on the border between Chile and Argentina in 1972. Under very extreme conditions, he and 15 others survived a harrowing ordeal for 72 days that claimed the lives of 29 others on that mountainside. In the midst, he was overwhelmed by the beauty and majesty of the mountains, the starry sky, his surroundings. His wife wrote these words after going back to the crash site years later. Eduardo had suffered at the hands of the most destructive forces in the world, yet he also worshipped the power of the same forces to evoke a beauty so magnificent that it is felt only in the soul, horror and ecstasy. Those are her words, horror and ecstasy. So how do we live through these days of so many contrasts? Our feelings, our thoughts, our experiences, all of these life events that come and go that cannot be celebrated or even in the passing of someone we cannot um, remember together. How do we do this? There's so much uncertainty. Life is being turned upside down. There's so many losses. At the same time, we have these undeniably wonderful, incredible times, moments full of laughter and happiness and beautiful things are happening. More specifically, even how do we carry forth today on this Mother's Day? One of my daughters expressed on that day when I took that walk, that all blends together, we have to find some way of making peace with it. It's going to be here for a while. We have to find a way to make peace. May I suggest that one of those ways of making peace with these times is to work towards accepting, and may I suggest even eventually embracing the reality of the both and. Grieving and grateful, brutal hardship and brave hope, unspeakable beauty and horrific pain, horror and ecstasy, good and bad. I'm definitely not saying it's going to be easy, but can we help each other to do this? When the good is fading for me and it's hard for me to see, will you help me to bring it back into focus? When you are enveloped with sadness, will you reach out to receive comfort from me or from another that you can trust? Can we cry together? When I am happy, can I tell you a funny story? And can we laugh together? We need humor too, too much, too often, more so in this time. 
But we don't always feel like laughing, do we? When you are up and I am down, can we help balance each other out? If I'm having a bad day or a bad moment, will you just let me be? And I'll do the same for you. Can we help one another see not only the spines on that cactus, but the flowers too? And for those that only see those beautiful blooms, can those of us who see the hurtful thorns carefully make you aware of them too? They reside together. A person I know uh, through my work at River City Advocacy called one day to give me these verses to encourage me. And it really meant a lot to me. I've read them a million times. I memorized them when I was in college. Um, but I picked up the Message Bible and read from Philippians again. Here we go, Philippians uh, 4, 6, and 7. Paul writing, remember, from prison. So if he could experience this in those circumstances, maybe we can a little bit in ours. He said, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. Ooh, doesn't that sound good? It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. We all could use some of that, couldn't we? I'm going to leave you in conclusion with the last paragraph I wrote on my blog that I mentioned earlier. Here's what, here's what I wrote. But this I know from my walk this morning, and I still know, and it's become stronger and stronger. Unspeakable beauty and horrific pain dwell inseparably together, intertwined like branches and vines on a trellis. It is the way of the natural created world. It is the way of life. I may resist all I want to until I collapse from exhaustion, but I must surrender. And therein lies peace, rest. There is no other way. As the butterfly emerges and flies free from an ugly cocoon, given life from such, unable to choose any other way, I too must accept and appreciate this reality for all of life. Not one without the other, both and. Grieving with gratitude. May God help us all, not only as we pursue living well through the both and that so characterizes this present time, but for all our days. Thank you so much for listening and joining us today.